Welcome to American Indian and Alaska Native Living, a program designed to educate and inspire listeners throughout Indian country. American Indian and Alaska Native Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he is here today to help you learn more about your health. Here is Dr. DeRose. Welcome to American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Today we've got a show lined up for you that's building on a foundation that's been laid over the last several weeks as we've been speaking about help for a problem that many people don't really want to talk all that much about, but in their heart of hearts they realize it's something they need to address. It has to do with putting on extra pounds over time, sometimes those extra pounds started accumulating at a very early age, and now many people are dealing with the results of carrying significant amounts of excess body weight. How do we address that in a way that doesn't make people feel ashamed, doesn't make them feel like they've been defeated multiple times, we're just going to press them down again? We've been talking about a program that we call Fast 8. Some of you have already signed up for the program. You can do it at our sister website, www.timelesshealinginsights.org. If you're just jumping on for the first time and you say, hey, I'm not going to sign up for any programs, this is the worst thing, we've got some good news for you. We've been featuring different things that can help you in your journey to a more optimal weight. And today is really a life story that we're featuring. It is the story of Melora Lee Priest. Melora, I am so glad you've been able to carve out your schedule and join us today. It's a pleasure. Glad I can be here. So if I'm understanding correctly, you are actually a regular listener of American Indian and Alaska Native Living. Is that correct? Yeah, I organized my day around catching you on the radio. I really liked your program. I liked all of the health things. And you can imagine how delighted I was to find out that Dr. David DeRose was actually in Fort Wayne when I had to move there. No, my wife and I have enjoyed uh, meeting you, and we've also enjoyed your life story. And I know this is going to be something that resonates with a lot of folks. We want to go way back, talk about some of the challenges you've had, but... First of all, we want to speak about the success part of your story, just to let people know that you're a real living person with an amazing story that's of encouragement to people who've struggled with their weight. It was, I guess, when we first met you, probably back around 2019, 2020, what were you weighing around that time? In April, when I moved out to Fort Wayne, when I met you, only on the phone, I weighed over 285 pounds. Okay, so over 285 pounds. And some people would say, well, for someone who's 7'5", that might be a reasonable weight. Are you really tall? I'm 5 feet 3 inches. Well, actually, probably only 5'2". But I tell people 5'3", because that's the height I was when I was 20. So you're 5'2", 5'3", and you weigh 285. You did a calculation before you came on. Uh, plugged it into one of those BMI calculators, and it came out to over 50, just over 50, correct? 50.5, yeah. That's not even on the second table. They have like little sections of the table. I'm in the actual third table for that, at least on the um, site that I was looking at. I had to, to go to the next chart over to find it. Yeah, it's high. 
Okay. So that was back in 2020, 2019. Since that time, you've made some changes. We'll talk about those in a bit. But where are you at right now? From 285, are you close to that? 197. Yes. So for those who are not really good at math, we're talking about nearly 90 pounds. Am I doing that correctly? Yeah. Wow, that is tremendous. So you've dropped quite a bit of weight. Here's a bigger question, okay? Because one of the things we're emphasizing in this FAST-8 program is we're trying to de-emphasize the preoccupation with the scale. We're trying to emphasize things like health and overall lifestyle goals. So let me talk with you about that first. Do you notice that you feel any different at 197 than you did at 285? Well, at uh, 197, I can actually jog. Don't really run, but I can jog. At 285, I could walk across my living room and I'd have to stop for breath. And in order to like do something as mundane as peeling potatoes, I'd have to do that at the table where I could sit down. I couldn't even stand at the sink and peel potatoes. I mean, I had very little stamina. Wow. So you're feeling much better. You have more energy. So, no, this is exciting. Now, a lot of folks are saying, okay, well, I can relate to this. Maybe they've lost a lot of weight, but they've put it back on. And some folks are saying, well, is this some kind of a gimmick? Well, I mean, it's been two and a half, three years, so... You know, this is something that you're in for the long haul. A lot of people are wondering just what has gone into the formula. What's helped you to shed some of those pounds? You did. Um, I have done, oh, I, I don't even know how many diets from Atkins to keto to to grapefruit to water fast. I mean, I have tried everything. And, and spent bunches and bunches of money joining different programs, but nothing stuck. Um, and I talked to you about wanting to be involved in healthcare or into the lifestyle stuff. And I said, but I wouldn't be a good example. And I said, well, I'm looking at becoming vegan again. And you, you said to me, don't be vegan. And you really got my attention. I said, don't be vegan. He says, no. As a doctor, what I want you to do is just make one change that you'd be willing to live with for the rest of your life. And it was like the light bulb went on. I didn't have to do it all at once. I could just make one change. And I did. And I made that one change. And when that was no longer a sacrifice, uh, my change for me, and it's different from other people, but my change for me was I gave up cow's milk and I switched it to soy milk or almond milk or cashew milk, but just gave up cow's milk. And when it no longer was a sacrifice, Then I made another change and then I made another change. And the goal for me wasn't weight loss. It was, I just wanted to be able to walk around the block. This is something I wouldn't dare even try to do when I was handing out flyers for a special program. My husband had to do the upstairs and I could do the downstairs. We'd do one building. I'd have to go home and basically take a nap. And then we'd do another building. So, I mean, I was just too restricted my ability to do things. So, Melora, you've definitely got our interest. You mentioned this sequential approach. And you're just a perfect illustration of what we're wanting to do with the Fast 8 program. So, although we're exposing people to a number of strategies over the course of eight weeks, 
you have crystallized the message of the program, that we don't want people to be making all kinds of changes that they have no intention of sticking with. Even though we're going to give people a, a variety of strategies that we want them to work with to try out during those eight weeks, you are right on point. We want people to be thinking. We want them asking from the beginning of the program, which of these things can I do for the rest of my life? And you're exactly right. I am happy with a person just choosing one. If I feel like they're telling me, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z and all these things, and I've been around long enough that I know if you get on too restrictive a program, you're just going to throw in the towel. And, and you've been down that pathway before, right? Yeah, I did the complete health improvement plan and made all these wonderful programs um, changes. And I lost a tremendous amount of weight. But after about four or five months, everybody in my world hated me. My kids didn't like the food. My husband was taking us out to dinner all the time. It was too much of a change. It was too big a bite to take. You don't get to be 285 pounds without having an unhealthy relationship with food. I needed a program catered to what I could do. And that's where your help was instrumental. And then you so, introduced me to Judy. You know? Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. So basically, we're talking about this team approach. And I think a lot of folks are saying, well, we want to hear some of these changes you made. So you switched away from the cow's milk. And a lot of people would say, well, if I look on a carton of cow's milk and I look on a carton of soy milk, it may not seem like there's that many, you know, that big a difference in calories or something. Well, why do you feel that made a difference for you? It was stepping away from animal-based products. Okay. I only ever drank skim milk. It wasn't that skim milk was the problem. It was just making, that was the easiest thing I could do. Because I liked almond milk, I liked soy milk, I liked oat milk, I liked those other milks. I just needed to be sure that it was something that I could admit to. And that was the easiest one for me. So basically you're making a healthy lifestyle habit and the focus is not weight loss. Nope. You accomplished that and then you said you started adding other things. What kind of other things did you add along the way? Well, I um, what was next. I think what I did was I started to add more vegetables to each meal. Um, I had to have a salad. I think the next one was is committing to eating like salad. And then I cut the amount of meat in half. So if, if I was making hamburgers, then I could only have half a one. And then I decided that that wasn't working because I just kept wanting more. So then I just cut out beef altogether. So let's talk about both of these things you've just mentioned because they're both powerful and they're both elements in our Fast Aid program. So believe it or not, I don't know if you've actually seen the handout for the Fast Aid program. I know I had mentioned it to you. But the first week, we introduced this concept of eating more vegetables and we focus on the leaf, stem, and flower vegetables, things like cabbage and lettuce, cauliflower, broccoli, asparagus, celery, anything that's a leaf, stem, or flower vegetable. And really, although you may not have been following that specific concept, that's one of the things that you identified, that you started eating more vegetables. 
And then uh, you mentioned the whole uh, aspect of making clean breaks with things versus cutting back. It may work for others. I I don't know. But for me, a half of a hamburger only made me feel like I didn't get my share. And I just kept thinking about it. So what I did was I, I got rid of the hamburger and I started making things with black beans or green lentils and um, learning how to make food that tasted good that didn't require hamburger meat. And... That was kind of key for me. Um, I had a friend who teaches cooking classes and she brought me under her wing and she taught me how to make really good food. And that helped a lot. No, this is so exciting. And I love the concept because one of the things we're going to tell people to do fairly early in the fast aid program, not the first week, not the second week, but as we're rolling out the program, we're going to get to a point where we say, We want you to make a clean break with problem foods. And it may just be a single problem food that someone's going to identify. That's fine. If they say, hey, there's three things that are really, really dragging me down. I mean, they can do that. But you've caught this point. uh, Cutting back for many people, just like you illustrated, Melora, only increases their desire for that food. Tell us just a little bit more about that. Um, Have you ever cut back with anything and been able to stick with it? No. I can't have one scoop of ice cream or half of a chocolate bar. It's all or nothing. I will eat it till it's gone. I, yeah, when I was trying to help myself out, I could only buy um, potato chips in little packages because I wouldn't eat just a little bit of, of a bag of a regular bag of potato chips. For me, I can't have any potato chips in the house. <laughs> you know, well, I had some, I don't know, about a, a month or two ago, and they I didn't like them anymore. So this is great. We do have to step away here briefly, but you're nailing a lot of the key points in the Fast Aid program. I love your story. We love your success. We love that you're willing to share with us. We got to talk though about some of the difficult things because there's a lot of folks who aren't even willing to go on this journey. So I'm Dr. David DeRose. My guest is Melora Lee Priest. We're speaking about weight loss success. A lot more coming up for you, for those that you love. Stay tuned. Today's broadcast has been pre recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please reach out to us on the web at A-I-A-N-L dot O-R-G. That stands for American Indian Alaska Native Living. Again, A-I-A-N-L dot org. Or you can call us at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. When Jim died, I wondered if I would be able to keep the farm. 
Then I heard about the USDA's loan program for socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers. It's for women and minorities who may be having trouble getting credit. Once I was approved, the USDA's Farm Service Agency helped me get the credit I needed. Now I don't have to sell, and I can pass the farm down to my kids the way Jim's dad passed it down to him. I know he'd like that. Contact your local USDA Service Center or visit www.fsa.usda.gov. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. You're back with Dr. David DeRose. We're speaking with Melora Lee Priest. She has been sharing her weight loss journey, having gone from 285 pounds down to 197 over the course of less than three years. If we want to make the math easy, if we say it's 90 pounds in three years, that's about 30 pounds a year. Um, If you think about it this way, we're talking about an eight-week weight loss program. Eight weeks is roughly, what, one-sixth, one-seventh of a year? Well, you do the math, and that would be about five pounds every eight weeks, five pounds every eight weeks to come out to around 30 pounds in a year, okay? So you might say, well, that sounds pretty underwhelming. Why would I want to go on a program for eight weeks and only lose five pounds? We're talking about being in this for the long haul, developing new lifestyle habits, developing things that you can stick with, that you can adhere to for long term. And if you've been catching the points that Melora has been making, she's been speaking about powerful things like making single habit changes that you're committed to stick with for the rest of your life. That's right. Single habit changes that you're committed to long term. That's one of the goals in the Fast 8 Weight Loss Program. One of the goals to identify things that you can stick with long term. Second thing you noticed that is a real pillar of the program, is identifying problem foods or problem habits. Just like addictions, the only success comes in making a clean break with the addictive substance. We wouldn't tell a methamphetamine addict or a cocaine addict or even a nicotine addict to uh, just cut back. We would say make a clean break with that addictive substance Well, there are certain foods that some people have to make clean breaks with for their long-term success. 
Now, it is true, and Melora mentioned this as well, there are some people that can say, hey, I'm going to just cut back, I'm going to eat less, I'm going to do less of this. If that's working for you, great, but for a lot of people, there's no power in that kind of a decision. So during the fast aid program, one of the things that we will be challenging you with is to identify some things that you're having trouble controlling your consumption of and making a clean break with them. Well, with that background, with that kind of rehash, I want to tell you one other thing, and then we're going to go back to our discussion with Melora. The one other thing I want to mention to you is you can be a part of the Fast Aid program. It is easy to sign up. All you need to do is go to www.timelesshealinginsights.org. That's timelesshealinginsights, plural, dot O-R-G. Just click on the Fast 8 program icon. You'll be able to sign up there. When you sign up, you'll get access to our free handout that walks you through the whole program. And if you're just joining us, that handout is being continually updated. We're adding more material to it each week, sometimes even during the week. As you interact with me, as we work together, we're trying to make the program as streamlined as possible based on your feedback. So as we're going through this program, we're calling it a beta test because although I've done a lot with weight loss uh, programming and one-on-one with patients over the years, this is a new approach uh, that I'm using. It's based on a lot of things that I've used in the past, but it's a new approach. We're packaging it in a new way, and we want it to work for you. So the handout continuously updated. As a result, make sure that you give us a correct email address so that we can let you know when new editions of the handout come out. The other reason for registering is we're releasing bonus video content. Just like there's bonus video content with this radio show that you can access uh, some of it through the uh, Fast 8 program. You'll get information about it when you register. We're also doing special weekly programming. So take advantage of all those resources. Well, now back to our interview with Melora Lee Priest. So, Melora, we want to come back to your story. And I think one of the things that I'm really interested in talking about is... Well, just the whole motivation piece, because honestly, there's a lot of folks who have had issues with weight, just like you have had, and they're not interested in uh, going down any path that weight loss is even a remote option because they just think it's going to be another chapter in a whole litany of failures. Is that anything that you've dealt with? Oh, yeah. Like I said, I... I got to the point where I just really couldn't care anymore about what I weighed. What mattered is what I could do. Or actually, at that point, at 285-plus pounds, uh, I know I weighed more than that. This is the last recorded weight because I had been continuing to weigh, and my clothes got smaller. Um, so I know I weighed more than that. That's just the highest recorded weight. But um, I couldn't do anything. Mm. I was always tired, and... I spent most of my time sitting down, like even cooking a simple meal, I had to break up into pieces. It was too much. I needed to make a change, but I didn't know what. I'd already tried so many other options, and none of them worked for me. Well, what's exciting is you found something that's working. You've been applying principles that we're harnessing in the Fast Aid program. And I think your story should give encouragement to many people who are hesitating about joining the free program. Our interest is really to have other people have stories like you, to help people with a real challenging uh, 
situation that a lot of people face. Melora, one of the things um, that folks who look at the bonus video content will see, you've been gracious enough to share some before and after photographs. Some people are surprised when there even is a before photo. Were you one of those folks who didn't have a problem with people taking your picture when you were not all that comfortable with your body size? But there aren't any pictures. I don't know how I got this one. And this one was taken when I was taking my grandchildren to tourist site in Minnesota. And I came across that picture. I was absolutely horrified that it existed. I was really quite mad, actually, because uh, it's against the rules. Everybody knows you don't take pictures of mommy. Nobody takes pictures of mommy. Mommy doesn't need reminders. She sees what mommy looks like all the time. We aren't putting her picture anywhere. And so when I came across this picture, my gut instinct was just to delete it. And I, to this day, don't know why I didn't. Hmm. I don't know why it still exists. I'm grateful that it does because when I show it to people now, they look at it and go, is that really you? I said, honest, two and a half years ago, that was me. Like, it's getting close to three now? No, 2020. So almost two years. So, it, you know, in less than two years, my I went from not being able to walk across my living room without having to stop for breath to be able to walk over an hour without any problem to stand for hours on end, go up and down in and out of my bus. I'm a bus driver. So I have no mobility issues whatsoever. Before two years ago, I couldn't do any of that. I couldn't do this job that I do now. Well, let me make sure that I'm doing the math right. Cause the figures that I've got and that we'll be showing along with this uh, program We've got it listed as you being back in March of 2020, uh, 285 pounds, and then we have uh, 197 pounds January 22 of 2023. So about three years is what I've got. Have I got those dates right? Well, yeah, you're right, because we're in 23 now. And so to me, part of the encouragement is that folks who get on a good program that they can stick with for life, it doesn't mean that they're going to drop 30 or 40 pounds in an eight-week program. I mean, you've been losing that about 30 pounds a year is what that comes out to. And it's been sustainable. You're sticking with it. I'm not on a diet. If I want seconds, I have it. If I'm hungry, I eat. If I want dessert, I have it. I just have my food is within a certain group of food. My current challenge is the timing of my food, and I'm learning more about that now. And I think that's going to help me to the next phase of losing because I've been at the same right around 200 pounds, a little bit less, a little bit more for a while now. And I'd like to get lower. I'd like to lose another couple sizes. And I think that the that my food intake is adequate. I think it's the timing now, and I'm learning about that from a, a friend of mine who's a lifestyle physician. And she's helping me with that. This is one of the things that we actually cover later in the Fast Aid program. Yeah, so we hope you're going to join us for that program too, Melora. Oh, I will. Great, great. So Fast Aid is the program we've been talking about. We're talking about real-life people, real-life challenges. So help us with this one now, Melora. A lot of folks have felt the stigma of carrying extra weight. They've been spoken down to. People have belittled them. They've been discriminated against. And it's really taking a psychological toll on people. We want to talk in some degree about that. But right now, before we have to step out to a break, 
Do you feel like there's some hope in this area? Do you feel like your outlook has changed on this dimension as well? Oh, yeah. When I meet somebody new, they don't already know everything about me. You know, mm. when you see somebody that weighs as much as I did, people pretty much have you pegged. You're a glutton. You're lazy, greedy. Uh, you know, people don't have those assumptions about me. People are kinder to me than they ever have been before. Wow. People wow. are not kind to somebody that weighs as much as I used to. Well, we have hope for anyone who's tuning in today. If you've got friends who are struggling, the program is called Fast Aid. It's a free program. www timelesshealinginsights.org www.timelesshealinginsights.org is the website Melora Lee Priest is going to stay with us she's got a lot of great insights we've got a lot more things to interact about that you may relate to that can help you on your journey I'm Dr. David DeRose more right after these important messages American Indian and Alaska Native Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre-recorded broadcast, please contact us on the web at AIANL.org or call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. A message from the National Police Association. It used to be that any able-bodied person would offer to assist a police officer in danger. Now, passers-by are more likely to take a video. There's a better use for your phone when an officer's in trouble. Call 911. Tell the operator where you are and what you see. Then, start your video to provide evidence later. To learn more about how you can assist law enforcement, visit nationalpolice.org. That's nationalpolice.org. Unlike other health concerns, mental illness is not always easy to see. Depression won't show up on an eye chart, and you can't measure it on your bathroom scale. Sorting out a mental health concern is not something to attempt on your own. You won't find a bipolar disorder by looking at a thermometer. Like many other health conditions, help for mental illness takes professional diagnosis and treatment. Anxiety won't just go away under a stick-on bandage. So the sooner you seek treatment, the better. If you or a loved one has a mental health concern, don't go it alone. Find out what to do. For 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. Learn more at samhsa.gov support. That's samhsa.gov support. Using meth taught me everything about freedom, only not like you think. It taught me how easy it is to lose your freedom. If you think meth is taking control of you, ask for help. You have the power to be truly free. I know. I'm Jan, and I'm free from meth. If you or someone you know is struggling with meth, call 1-800-662-HELP for 24-hour free and confidential treatment referral. Learn more at samhsa.gov meth. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to the second half of today's edition of American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. 
My guest is Melora Lee Priest, and we're talking about things that can make a difference as far as you trimming down. Melora, over the course of less than three years, has dropped nearly 90 pounds, going from 285 pounds and a BMI, a body mass index of over 50, down to 197 pounds. Her body mass index has dropped over 10 points. And more importantly, actually, what is it, about 15 points? 15. Yeah, and more importantly, Melora is feeling better. She's performing better. Melora, this is what we really want to focus on as we begin this segment. We've been talking about some of the stigma that people face when they're carrying extra weight. You mentioned it. People judge you the minute they see you. They're attaching names to you like, well, unkind names. They're making judgments about your lifestyle, about your willpower, etc., etc., etc. But what seems to have turned the dial for you is saying, I'm not going to focus so much on the weight. I want to focus on my health. Am I hearing that right in your story? Yeah. My um, cholesterol was so high and my blood pressure, I was just not able to keep under control. And up until I think I was around 58 years old, when my blood pressure just started to climb and I couldn't seem to keep that under control and I'd never had problems with it even heavy. Um, so I knew that I was in danger and what I was worried about was having a stroke and being somehow disabled, you know, not being able to use half of my body and not being able to take care of myself. So I needed to make some changes and I was fortunate enough to have gotten connected with you. And that's where I asked you, you know, really, how do I fix this? And that's when you told me not to become vegan. And uh, I, I was telling you I was trying to do something to get better health. And that's where you gave me the key that I needed. But, you know, I was really concerned at the way that I was going. And I really believe that if I hadn't made that change, what, nearly three years ago now, that I, was, I wasn't going to make it. I, I would either be disabled or dead, either one. The connection you're making, Melora, is not incorrect. A lot of times what happens is people just get tired, like you did, of all of the vicious cycle of trying to lose weight, actually losing some, putting it back on, all the shaming, the blaming. They just throw in the towel and they forget about the whole other piece of the story, and that is what you identified, and that is that when we have these lifestyle habits that are contributing to either weight gain or weight maintenance at a high weight, it's uh, worsening our blood sugar, it's worsening our blood pressure, it's worsening our cholesterol, it's putting more stress on our joints. And if we change the dialogue to, instead of being so focused on the scale, start focusing on how can I improve my health, I think this is so powerful and it definitely made a big difference in your life. Melora, we've been talking about the Fast A program. This is a free program that we're offering in conjunction with the radio show, partnering with another group I work with called Timeless Healing Insights. And a lot of folks, honestly, when they hear about another weight loss program, it's just like, you know, your experience. Like, why would I want to go on this again? There's just no point. Okay, so, Done to death. So, well, so speak to this because... We're trying to get this message out like you identified, the thing that gave you hope of just focusing on one thing initially and sticking with it. We're trying to help people reevaluate the whole weight loss dialogue. 
how do you get them to do that if they've had so many defeats, just like you had in the past? I really think that making it into bite-sized pieces, I mean, nobody gets as big as I was without an unhealthy relationship to food. So there's a problem there. So making massive, big changes isn't going to work for me. I mean, it will work in the, the short run. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've lost 50 pounds. Might tend to gain 50 or 60 back, but I have lost the 50. And each weight loss program would get me down to here, and then I'd get up to here, and then back up a little bit further and further and further. And that became problematic. What works with the program that you've given me and the help that you've given me is that I didn't have to do it all at once. One change. You just have to make one change and you will get a dramatic physical difference. I mean, it really didn't take that long before I was able to start walking again, where it was not ridiculous for me to walk out of my house and try to walk around the block. I mean, I couldn't do that at 285 pounds. I wouldn't make it. I'd have to sit down on the sidewalk and rest for a while and then try to get myself back up. But one change, making one little change, made it be capable of walking just a little bit, just a little. And walking around my apartment building was certainly better than sitting and watching TV. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's so great about your experience, Melora, is that you identified things that you found were sustainable. There were things that you could embrace. They were realistic. A lot of people have challenges with that as well. And so in the Fast Aid program, we're exposing people to a variety of, we call them fasting strategies, but as I've already mentioned on this show and in previous shows, for example, the first week we're encouraging people on this fast. The fast is to fast from all foods but leaf stem and flower vegetables only at the beginning of one meal a day. So people say, well, what kind of a fast is that? Basically, you're asking us to eat more. You're telling me to eat vegetables before I eat anything else at one meal of the day. Well, it's a strategy. It's, it's a way to get people to look at one of these things that might be sustainable for them. If someone says, no, I can't do this, we give them options. They don't have to do any of the things that we're sharing in the program. They just have to stick with the program. They say, wait a minute, you don't have to do anything, but we have to stick with the program. How does that work? As we expose people to different options, they're choosing what's going to work for them. And it could be as little as just having a bite of celery at the beginning of one meal a day. Or it could be we've... Um, gotten the latest version of the handout. Someone maybe uh, got one of the earlier versions. We didn't have this option, but we've got an herbal jello that we've got a recipe for it in the handout. person can start with that instead of uh, having the vegetables if that's too much to embrace. So I love the connections that you've made with things. Melora, I do want to step back in time, though, because I want you to speak to someone who feels that their life is just one of being shamed and blamed for carrying extra weight. And I just want you to speak to that person a little bit more because, like you've been saying, I feel there's help for anyone who's dealing with this. Help me get that message out, would you? You're not powerless. You mm. can absolutely make a change. I wouldn't have believed that. And I didn't believe it three years ago. I really thought that you were condescending to me. Um, and I had to think about that for a bit. Um, and then I decided that it wouldn't hurt me to try. I could try to make one change. 
Um, cause I really didn't believe you. I really didn't. I mean, you know, I love you. You know that. And I, and I have a great amount of respect for you. But back then, I didn't believe you. And so I, what I went on to tell anybody that was as heavy as I was, just make one change. Give yourself permission to make one change that you're willing to stick with. If you do that, then you've got a real chance of really changing your life. But you have to realize that you're absolutely worth the effort. And I was. That's huge. That's huge. That's huge. Melora, one of the concepts in the program that we're uh, articulating, and we've put it this way, I mentioned it on an earlier show, but the question often comes to me as a physician, someone will ask, what is my ideal weight? And the answer for the FAST-8 program is just what I've told people in my office. I say, an ideal weight is what you weigh on an ideal program. And if someone really presses me, I'll say, well, of course. I mean, if you get in an ideal program tomorrow and you, you know, are 650 pounds and you're five foot five, you're not going to be at your, quote, ideal weight the next day. So we could say more precisely, it's what your weight equilibrates to on an ideal program, where it levels out at. Well, the feedback I get then, and you may have this running through your mind, is, well, who can be on an ideal program? And then the question becomes, well, then what realistically is my best weight, my best weight instead of an ideal weight? And my response to that, and this is what we'll talk about in the Fast 8 program, it's what you weigh when you follow the best possible program in view of your life circumstances. So this is not shame, blame. If you've got a lot of constraints that you're dealing with, the best program for you may not be the best program for someone else. But what you weigh when you're making those lifestyle choices is going to be your best weight. You don't have to have some unrealistic expectation. I don't know. How did those definitions resonate with you, or do you think they need to be refined, Melora? I really like that because that means I'm at my best weight now, so I don't have to worry about it. Um, my BMI is still too high. It's, what, 34.9, and I need to be under 25. But for me right now, I am fine. As long as I keep going, I believe that I will continue to steadily lose weight. But I don't think for a minute, ooh, I can't have this. I need to lose weight anymore. And food no longer has power over me. I used to think, oh, it's another hour before I can have dinner or... Is it too soon to have a snack? I mean, it was always thinking about food, and I don't think about food anymore as far as when can I eat. I think about food and how can I fix this recipe? How I, how can I adjust? I had lots of lovely food that I used to make for my family, and so now I'm kind of going through those old recipes and adapting them to vegan, and that's kind of exciting. I spend a lot of time with food but not eating now, let me try something on you, and you tell me what your response is. So you mentioned, I need to lose so much weight, or I need to get my BMI down. What I'm going to tell people in the Fast Aid program is express things in terms of what you would like, what you might envision. And the reason why is I look at where you've come from, Melora, and if you never lost another pound and you're still taking care of your health the way you are, I'm going to say you're a success story. 
And five years from now, if I'm running a program and you still weigh 197, I would love to have you on the program. You've lost 90 pounds. You couldn't walk. You couldn't stand up and prepare your food. You're a success story. So when I was running a big hospital weight loss program years ago, what really worried me is people would have these unrealistic weight loss goals, and they would do great. They'd lose a lot of weight. They'd be feeling much better, but they didn't get down to some magic number, some magic BMI, or the weight that their sister weighed, or whatever it was, and then they got discouraged. They threw in the towel, and that's when they just went right back to that old lifestyle that caused all the problems. So what do you think about that messaging? Does that resonate with you, or does it feel like I'm speaking down to you? I think that's really good. I think you're right there. I think I probably shouldn't be quite so concerned about that because I am able to do what I need to do. I can almost run. I'm not quite, but I could almost run. And I like to. I like to walk around in nature. I can't seem to take a single walk without having to pick up trash, but I do a lot of walking. Very good. Melora, we do have to step away just one more time. We're going to be coming back with Melora Lee Priest. Some final messages, some final encouragement to help you on the journey to a more optimal weight. Better health, it's all part of what we call Fast 8. It's a program for you interacting with it right after this. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. If a natural disaster comes knocking, how prepared is your family? You can't just close the door on earthquakes, floods, or hurricanes and hope they go away. That's why it's important to make a plan now. Ready.gov slash plan has the tools and tips you need to prepare your family for an emergency. So if disaster shows up at your doorstep, you'll be ready. Visit ready.gov slash plan and make a plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. I'm just texting him back. I'm just posting a story. I'm just changing the song. I'm just... No. When it comes to distracted driving, just don't. Sending a text takes your eyes off the road for just five seconds, but in that time, your car can travel the length of an entire football field. Any distracted driving just isn't worth it. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. What is a number story? My number story started with fear and a lack of support, and it has led me to be there for others. A number story begins in our childhood with ACEs, Adverse Childhood Experiences. My number story begins with the separation from my father and the emotional abandonment from my mother and leads to me being a role model to not only myself, but those around me by becoming the person that wasn't there for me. ACEs are so common, two-thirds of us have one. My number story begins with drug abuse and homelessness and leads to realizing that I can live life by my own standards. A study found the more ACEs, the more likely we may experience a host of serious health effects, physical and mental, but that doesn't need to be the case. Your ACE number is simply an entry point to your own story. Where it leads is up to you. My number story begins with years of emotional abuse and leads to peace, clarity, and security in my self-worth. Take control of where your number story leads at numberstory.org. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaska Native Living. 
Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. You're back with Dr. David DeRose and with Melora Lee Priest. We're speaking about weight loss. We're speaking about things that can put you in the driver's seat and help you be successful long term. One of the things that we've been dealing with is this real challenge because we often get messaging if we carry a significant amount of extra weight. And uh, that messaging can cause us, instead of being motivated to lose, can actually, uh, well, motivate us to just give up. Melora, you shared a little bit about that dynamic. Tell me this. Is it really true that even people who you don't know may feel compelled to give you counsel about your weight? Did you ever find that to be the case? Uh, Yeah. When you're heavy, people feel that you're absolutely ignorant and you need their help. They will tell you, you know, you really need to lose some weight. Stop eating. For goodness sake, do something. And they have no problem telling me that I am disgusting and I am lazy and I am gluttonous and I have no willpower. People have no problem talking to a stranger. This is not somebody that loves me and is willing to help me make these changes. They just have no problem doing this. Like, if you're fat, it's okay to be picked on. It's okay to be rude to somebody who's fat. They're not worth it. They're somehow less valuable than anybody else. So it's okay to be unkind. It's okay to be cruel to them because clearly they don't care about themselves. So why should you? Well, and of course, you and I know that's a lie. Absolutely. Uh, we know that it's cruel. And although people may be, quote, well-intentioned, they think they're somehow motivating you, was it ever motivating? Would someone ever tell you something like that? And you said, that's just what I needed. I needed someone to tell me something like that. No, that sent me to chocolate. Hmm. Okay. Uh, because cause chocolate made me feel better. Um, chocolate ice cream with hot fudge sauce and maybe chocolate chips on top, that would make me feel a lot better. When you get viscerated by somebody like that, when somebody just rips you to pieces, you know, and you know something's going to make you feel better quickly. So it had the actual opposite effect. It just made things worse. It's amazing. That's exactly what the research shows. We had Dr. Jason Lillis talking with us on a previous show and sharing psychological research, just showing this. You show women films of uh, people being shamed about their weight and what happens, exactly what you said, they're less likely to control their consumption of foods. Just like you mentioned, it often has the opposite effect. So for someone who's gotten that messaging, and we're definitely in the Fast 8 program, the weight loss uh, program, we call it a weight and health optimization program. We're even trying to avoid the term weight loss because the focus is not on how many pounds you can lose, but if we can help you optimize your health, help you uh, look at life differently, this is really what we're focused on. But how can you help someone who's going through this reality? They maybe just got back from the grocery store. They were waiting in line and someone gave them this free counsel. Why would they need, Why should they even consider signing up for our free uh, online program? Because they don't have to be subject to that. That they are worth more than that. That they can do whatever they want. And that this program is going to be so doable. It's designed for people who have lost hope. It's broken down so that you can make one change. And you can make one change. You really, really can. 
and there are gobs of people here willing to help you. Now, Melora, the other thing I love about your story is you mentioned earlier in the interview a woman by the name of Judy who you've connected with. She's helped you with healthy recipes and other things. And one of the elements in the program is we actually, we're talking about fasting. And just to give people some encouragement, they're thinking eight fasts in eight weeks. This sounds very restrictive. Well, some of the fasts that we're going to talk about are things like fasting from isolation. And I know some people think, well, that's kind of a gimmick. But it's really true because connecting with other people is powerful. You mentioned a real live person that you've identified who's been helping you with some healthier recipes and things. But the purpose of the online program, why we want people to engage, is we want to help people connect with people, even if it's in a virtual community, so people can come alongside of them. Tell us practically how that has impacted you. What has this relationship with your friend Judy, how has that helped you? Oh, well... If ever I get like really discouraged and everything, she'll have me come over to her house and we'll make a bunch of, well, last time I went over, we made a whole bunch of patties. They're like hamburger substitutes and they're delicious and different gravies and different ways. And, and she just has a way of making things better because she loves me and she lets me know it. And I don't think she, even when I weighed almost, well, over 285 pounds. She never made me feel somehow less. She just said, this is how you do this and how to adjust a recipe and, and how to make really good bread. I mean, if you want good bread, have Judy teach you how. Now, what I'm excited about, too, is you've caught this vision. You want to be a resource to other people. And you've uh, even given my wife and I an opportunity to try some of your creations recently. And uh, most of the time you're doing quite well. Uh, I know I know some of these recipes you're trying out. I, and my, the way I get credibility with my wife, you know, when I tell her how good she looks or how good the recipe that she made was, is I say, remember that one dress that you wore that I told you didn't look good? Or remember, you know, 10 years ago when that dish didn't taste good? So uh, we have this open dialogue, but you're really doing a great job. And is it possible that you might be willing to share some of those recipes as we're going through the Fast 8 program. Yeah, absolutely. I've actually put a lot of time into perfecting my recipes, which is why you're, yeah, why you and your wife are my personal guinea pigs on my recipes. Uh, did you like the chili, by the way? Actually, it was quite good, yes. And I'm not a big chili fan, so the fact that I had multiple servings of it, this is a real commendation to your cooking. So we really want to cultivate this mindset of people coming together whether it's in person or whether it's virtually. I know there's some community groups that are going to be using the Fast Aid program, showing it in a venue or showing it in a home where they've got a natural in-person support system. But others are joining us from throughout the country, throughout the world. We have some international folks who have expressed uh, interest in the program. As we're winding down, this is probably one of the things that's the most difficult for folks. They heard your story, Melora. You said many times you've lost 50 pounds, you've put them back on. And I think there's some people saying, well, okay, it's been three years, you're continuing to drop the weight. There are probably still some naysayers thinking, well, you're just going to go back to square one again. Do you have confidence that that's not going to happen this time? And if so, why? Well, actually I do. And it's because the foods that I used to really love, I don't like anymore. 
I'm no longer capable of eating a bag of potato chips. Every once in a while, I think, oh, I would just really like that. And I get one of those little bags and I eat two or maybe three and I, they're just too salty. I just don't like them. Your palate changes, your desires change. What you find delicious is different. Now, if I want to sit down and have a snack, it's different foods. If I want to crunch on something, it's celery or carrots. And that's what I like. It's not potato chips and popcorn, you know. Well, popcorn's good, depending on what you put on it. But the way I ate popcorn, it wasn't good. Now, um, I changed. What is so powerful about this is this is another key message, and that is that people don't have to think how their life is going to be miserable if they make changes, because just like you illustrated, especially when we make clean breaks with the problem foods, it frees us to develop new enjoyments. And so I'm on a very different lifestyle than I grew up with. You're a living example of the same, and I enjoy my food. I don't feel like I'm missing the old things that I used to eat that were undermining my health. And it's the same for you is what I'm hearing, Melora. Yes. I don't crave those foods anymore. When I first started out, I did. It was a little bit challenging, but it's not anymore. Now it's been almost three years. Again, I'm able to do what I need to do. My life is so much better now. Well, Melora, we are just about out of time. And I want to give uh, one more opportunity for folks to say you can join me Melora, others. Melora is going to be a participant. We may try to pull her in in some other ways because she has such a, a great story. You may have a great story, too. We'd love to hear from you. There's going to be opportunity for interaction during the uh, Fast 8 program. If you've not signed up already, I encourage you to do so. Go to our sister website. It's www.timelesshealinginsights.org, and there you will find a place to sign up for the program. You'll get the free program handout that we're continuing to update, as well as we'll be keeping you abreast of links to the uh, episodes that we're going to be releasing over the course of eight weeks to support you on this journey. Melora, as we prepare to say goodbye to the folks on today's edition of the broadcast, any final words of encouragement that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Oh, you can do it, and you're worth it. I love it. You can do it, and you're worth it. Melora Lee Priest, from 285 pounds down to 197 over the course of less than three years. That can be your story as well. But the bottom line is we're trying to help you improve your health, improve your outlook, no matter what the scale says. I'm Dr. David DeRose. For all of us at American Indian and Alaska Native Living, as always, I'm wishing you the very best of health. Native Voice One. The Native American Radio Network.